I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hello, 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 everybody in internet world. Welcome to today's episode of the Catholic Wedding Podcast. Today is a very special day because hanging out together is the good old tried and true internet (laughs) besties, Joe and Victoria. Yes, I know. I love having guests on the podcast, but it is such a joy to like just have Joe today and just go back and forth and chat about something that I think going to be super valuable for all of our listeners. And I know um, in like the Catholic Bride Facebook group, this topic has come up quite a bit. And yes. Joe had a really good idea of like actually making it into a podcast episode, which I, I really hope and I pray that it is helpful to all of you. Um, because this is like a very real part of wedding planning and talking about finances and kind of managing your expectations when wedding planning. So I'm excited to chat about it. Yeah. I think sometimes money can be considered – like I think talking about money has somewhat of a stigma attached to it. Mm -hmm. Like people are taught like, oh, you don't share how much money you make with other people. You don't talk about – I don't know. I just feel like people are are uncomfortable talking about money. And I I manage the finances for our household. So I'm like, I could talk about money all day. Like I love me some good spreadsheets. I love me some good budgets. And so I I think – in particular, this episode about managing finances and expectations when you're wedding planning is going to be so relevant and and hopefully fruitful for you and your fiance as you are sitting down to have these really tough conversations about mm-hmm. where to put your money when you're wedding planning. Right. And I think it is definitely a source of some strife during wedding planning. It can be at least, um, but it's also a good, I guess, I don't know what the right word is like. I don't know if practice is the right word, but it is like a very real situation and it's a very good situation for you guys to go through to kind of work as a team together on your like your wedding planning during your engagement. Um, you know, the whole the whole wedding planning actually can be is kind of like a great way for you guys to go through some stuff that, you know, maybe isn't the funnest thing to talk about, but is really important and will be relevant like in the future as well as you're, you know, managing finances within your marriage as well. Um, But today we are going to be, you know, primarily talking about the actual wedding planning and kind of some good tips just to like get us started. If you're like, especially if you're towards the beginning of your wedding planning and you're just like, what do I do? How do I do this? This is, this is a lot of stuff. So Jeff, you want to take us off and share what is kind of like the first point that we would want to share? Yeah, for sure. And, and, as you are sitting down to talk about this, like if you can talk about money now, you can talk about money later. So this right. is this is a great place to start. So the first thing that I would recommend doing with your fiance after you've kind of gotten the initial excitement kind of as it's settling and stuff, the first thing that you ought to do is set a budget uh, and really kind of take a look at who is going to be paying for the wedding? Is anybody giving any money? Are you going to be paying for it yourselves? And if that is the case, looking at your finances separately, how much can 
one or both of you contribute to saving for a wedding because that's going to look different. When we were saving for our wedding, my husband makes more money than me. So he was able to put aside more money than me because we paid for our own wedding. And, and he was okay with that because that's where we were at. So that is the best place to start is, is sitting down to set a budget. How much money do we have in the pot to start with? If you're not paying for it all yourselves, who is contributing? Your parents, his parents, both sets of parents? Yeah. And I think kind of going along with that is like, if parents are contributing anything, like also like in addition to like knowing kind of how much they're planning to offer and like gift you guys, it's important to know they have like kind of expectations about like what you're going to do with this money or like what they want from the wedding. Like, so let's say like your parents are paying for the entire wedding, which is super generous. Um, you need to also understand like that they may, they may not, but they may have certain expectations of like certain opinions that they want or certain friends that they want to be invited that like, maybe you don't even know who they are. You've met them like one time, but like (laughs) they want them or they want their coworkers or something like that. Like you want to know kind of, okay, if I'm taking some of this money from you, like, are there kind of any, like, strings attached to this money? Like, because I think that is a huge source of strife. And that's what yeah. I've seen, like, different people um, have, you know, complications with wedding planning is like, oh, my mother-in-law really wants me to do this, but I don't want to. And it's my wedding, but she's paying for it. So then it's like this weird dynamic. And you want to be respectful, but you also, you know, have like a vision and stuff like that. So it's just something to be really cautious of if you are taking money from anybody just to like make that pretty clear, like upfront, like what, like, what are you wanting me to do with this money? And is, are there any kind of like strings attached to it? Yes. Is, is this a true gift in, in that there are no strings attached or are you giving this with the intention that the people you want are going to be there or, X, Y, or Z will be included in this. I remember when I was planning the first wedding, my, this is actually kind of ironic. I told my parents I wanted a videographer and they kind of laughed at me and were like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. Like that is not part of what we're paying for. And it was like, oh, okay. And so I had to pay for that myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the wedding with my husband now, like we paid for everything. So we got to decide where the money went and Mm -hmm. what we wanted. But it is just important to understand the dynamic of how money will be spent. And also because is the money getting transferred to your bank account and are you paying for your vendors or are you choosing your vendors and then having your parents pay for them? Because there might be additional contracts or paperwork that is involved in that. I know for me, like I have what's called a third-party addendum which basically means if somebody else is paying for the the videography, like that's a beautiful, wonderful thing, but my clients are the couple, not mm-hmm. the parents who are paying for it. So just stuff to, to keep in mind. Uh, weddings are expensive. And if you haven't started planning, like I'm sure that will be something that you will come to find pretty quickly here. So right. setting a budget, kind of start planning out how expenses will be covered. Right. And yeah, and kind of just wrapping up this part of the the topic is, you know, when we're thinking about budget, kind of also have an idea of like how you're going to pay for things like along the way, Uh, obviously, depending on how long your engagement is going to, you know, play a huge factor. If you're having a shorter engagement, you're going to have to pay pretty much everything like right away. Or if you have like a year to, you know, 
occasionally like save up. Maybe you already have been saving up during like your dating process and just tucking a little bit away for whenever. I mean, like you said before, maybe, you know, your parents are saving a little bit as well. So just like kind of when you're looking at your budget and your overall budget, like, do you have that money now? Or is that like money you're going to have eventually? And just kind of, kind of talk about like a game plan of like how you're going to come to that number if you don't already have it right now. Yeah. One other thing, I know you said we're going to wrap this up and then I thought of something else. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Is, is when it does come to parents, I think the more traditional line of thinking is that the bride's parents will pay for everything, but your family dynamic might be different. Mm -hmm. Your family might not have as much money as you think they have set aside for your wedding day. So I would encourage you just to be open to whatever number they have or may not have and be gracious and accepting whatever they have to offer, whatever they're willing to offer. Um, yeah. yeah, And I think some of this will come to play later when it, when we talk about comparing what, what you see online and how much things really cost. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but just manage expectations by, not having them in the beginning, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, So our next kind of like piece of advice with this topic is to write down your like priorities for your vendors. So like my personal recommendation is like actually write down like all of the vendors that you can think of that like, you know, you will need from like obviously your venue to your photographer, to your florist, to your dress, to your shoes, like all your jewelry, all that kind of stuff. Like write it down in a list and like, sit down with your fiance and figure out like, what's a priority? Like, what are the top like three things, but also just like actually list them out. Like it might take a while, but like literally one through however many 20 or whatever you have and actually say like, what is your priorities? Yeah. Um, There might even be like wedding planning planners mm -hmm. that have, I don't know if the covenant planner has like a list of vendors in it, but it might. If they do, do you I have a copy of it with you? Here. Do you really? <gasps> Victoria, this is magical. I didn't I did not write this in the notes, which I'm notorious for doing, by the way. <laughs> kind of um, peek behind like, the curtain there. So there's like different um like there's a budget tracker here. And yes, yes, I do. Wedding dress, operations, hair trial, save the dates. Yeah, literally everything's in here. Okay. Amazing. So we will link that in the comments below, or I guess not in the comments below, whatever. I sound like a YouTuber. Um, (laughs) We will link that in the show notes, the show notes below. So you can take a look at that, that planner too, but that planner literally right here. Marissa, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's meant to be, it's meant to be. They already have it listed out. So sit down with your fiance, talk through what are the most important I would I would pick three that are the top priority and then allocate a portion of the budget to those three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like also make sure you, you know, talk to your fiance about this together. You might really like value like florals and he might not really care about that and will care more about the food or something. So this is like a good another good opportunity for you guys to compromise, to settle, like to maybe like 
you pick one that's really important to you, one that's really important to him, and then one that's important to both of you and kind of prioritize that or however you want to go about it. Like make sure you guys are like including each other in this whole process. Um, but yeah, like definitely I would say look at the top three and kind of prioritize booking those first, especially if you have like a specific vendor in mind that you're like, I really want to like have my wedding at this venue, or I really want to work with this photographer, whatever it may be, like prioritize booking those and budgeting for those like ASAP. Yes. When it comes to wedding plannings, wedding plannings, listen to me, when it comes to wedding planning, one of the biggest things that will change the cost of the wedding, like the total overall cost is the guest count. Mm -hmm. So more guests equals more food equals more money. So if you want a large Mm -hmm. wedding, that's, that's totally fine. Like I know that we have couples who have like macro weddings and I know that we have couples who have micro weddings. Mm-hmm. Both are beautiful in their own way, but just make sure that you account for that. If you're looking for, if you're looking to just save money in your overall budget, the biggest thing that will change this is your guest count. Yes, and that's because catering alone costs upwards of like fifty dollars per person, like not even including like taxes and gratuities. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a hefty a hefty uh, line item. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched, I think her name is like Jamie Wolfer. She's on YouTube. She does a lot of like wedding planning um, videos and stuff. I watched her a lot um, when I was planning my wedding and she's a wedding planner and she talks like really about this. Like this is the number one way to like save money is look at your guest count. Like, who do you really want to invite? Do you actually care about like these, you know, certain people, um, like actually like enough to like take them out for like a $50 meal, essentially. Um, even look at like plus ones. I know plus ones are not as like big of a deal as they think that they were in the past. Um, but you know, some people do still want to do plus ones, but that's, that's another way to cut it, cut it costs as well, just to like, you know, cut that out. Obviously I, I wouldn't necessarily cut it out if like someone's married, but, um, yeah, yeah, that would be weird. To, yeah. <laughs> just something to like think about. Like, you know, just just really evaluate like who do you really want at your wedding? Because that's also another source of strife sometimes is just like the people who you're inviting or not inviting and stuff like that. But really just look at it and, you know, prioritize if if they're really important to you and if you're willing to actually spend the money. Like, like, would you be willing to take them out for dinner? For that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. on a on a random day of the week, would you be willing to take this person out for dinner and spend seventy five dollars for their dinner, mm-hmm. for their meal, right. and for their like drinks too? If you're gonna have a bar, like, right. And also like kind of another factor, food is the biggest thing when it comes to guest count, but also guest count can determine how many tables you need, which means that'll determine how many centerpieces you need and tablecloths and like, you know, just like all these other little chair rentals. Yeah. Yeah. Chair rentals or, you know, you might need more servers because you have more people or, you know, whatever it may be like, even like your venue size, like obviously it'll be cheaper to have a venue that can only accommodate maybe a hundred people. Um, versus one that can accommodate 250. So just like there's a lot of like ways that it adds up, but I would definitely say that guest count is the biggest one. Yes, for sure. There's just a lot of little things that you might not remember as you're planning for the wedding day, things that you might not calculate into your budget, which again, I guess I'm going to mention this planner again because the covenant planner will probably have everything you need listed. But things such as your marriage license will also cost you money in whatever state you're getting married in. And that's probably that may or may not be an expense that you've considered. And I think 
for us in Florida, like I want to say it was like less than $200, which wasn't a huge deal. Like I don't think we factored it into the budget, but it wasn't a big deal for us to pay for that. But if $200 is like a lot of money for you, like you need to make sure that you build that in as like a budget line item so that you're aware of like the cost of that. Right. Or even just like having like a miscellaneous like blurb, like, okay, this is our budget overall. And then we're going to put this to like unexpected costs. Like you might forget about like, oh yeah, I need to get like jewelry for my, you know, wedding day. I don't know, whatever it may be. Like there's like little things where if you want to get like your bridesmaids, some gifts or something like that, you probably didn't put that in your list, like your initial list, but that would be kind of like miscellaneous or something like that. Um, yeah. or, or even like thinking about like the cost of your church, like if you want to give like a stipend to your priest or like the altar servers or whatever it may be, like there's like little things that like you might not think about, but then, you know, they can actually add up to quite a bit. So it's just, oh yeah, good to at least have a miscellaneous fund for whatever comes up. Yeah. A note on churches too. This is funny because I, I know how much churches cost for weddings, mostly because I worked for a few different churches. Mm -hmm. So like the bigger, more beautiful, more like bougie churches in our area charge like triple Mm -hmm. what some of the other parishes in our diocese do. So just keep in mind too, if you're, if you like want to get married, not necessarily in your parish, but at like the local beautiful church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cathedral or Basilica or whatever, like it's going to cost more money. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that. Right. Absolutely. This is Absolutely. Our, our next topic is a little maybe controversial. I don't really know, but I feel like everybody has very strong opinions on DIY weddings one way or the other. But DIYing your wedding is one way that people try to save money uh, on a wedding, which is totally fine. Like we DIY'd some things for our wedding too. So it's, it's not a bad thing and it can be really special and it can have really beautiful elements that you created. Like for our wedding, my husband really wanted to 3d print some of our centerpieces because that's that's something that he likes to do. So we like picked all these nerdy things that we liked and then he 3D printed them and he did all the work to get them prepared. And it was actually really cool because a lot of the guests were like, can we keep this at the end of the wedding? So we don't have any of our centerpieces because everybody took them home. Because like <laughs> one set was like Harry Potter, like Deathly Hollows, like a book ends. Oh. And my maid of honor was like, I call dibs on those. And she took those home. And we had a Star Trek thing that my uncle took home. And so like, anyway. I digress. <laughs> DIY is not bad. It can be really beautiful and have really special elements. However, you're going to be trading time or money or something. And sometimes DIY, while saving you money, will cost you a lot of stress. Yes, that is for sure. And sometimes DIY like doesn't end up actually being cheaper because like you end up like buying all the supplies and, you know, you buy extra or you buy things that you're never going to really use again, but you need it to like create whatever you're going to do. So it's, it's something to definitely be aware of. I know our wedding, we, I wouldn't say like we like DIY'd a lot of like things, but we definitely did DIY as far as like we, like me and like our family, we did all like the setup and the teardown and stuff like that. So I would still count that as DIY. And that, you know, is definitely stressful, especially when your family is all coming in like the day before the wedding. And like, then they're like, oh, okay, we got to like help set up for everything, which like looking back, like I really wish I didn't do that to them because <laughs> like they just had traveled in like quite a distance yeah. to like, you know, 
be there to celebrate and everything. And, you know, they were happy to do it. There wasn't a ton of things to set up, but it was still stressful. Like right before the rehearsal, like, you know, setting up everything and getting it all like nice and everything. It's just like, it can definitely add that stress that you don't really necessarily need like the few days before the wedding or the months before the wedding. The day of, can I tell you a funny story about my wedding? Yeah, sure. (laughs) So we, like I said, we had DIY a lot of our tablescapes. We, we did end up hiring a florist. So they set up a lot of the floral stuff, which was great, but like specific table settings and stuff, whatever we did ourselves. And Um, I did ask some cousins of mine who were like close, but also distant enough that they weren't on the wedding party to come help set up. Anyway, me being me, I was like, well, I'm just going to borrow table numbers from a friend. And she was like, I have numbers one through five. And I was like, great. I'll order six through 10. Um, No, when I placed the order, I ordered seven through 10. So there was no table six, like Mm. no number six. And we didn't find out till the morning of the wedding when they were setting up that we didn't have a table six. And we had made all of the name cards and wrote the table number on them as six. So um, I had like a a bridesman and he like went downstairs, redid all of the name cards and like moved tables and made it work. And I don't know how he did it to this day, but he did. But like if I had known that, like I would have rather him like – have been upstairs hanging out with like the rest of the bridal party than to have him like run it around downstairs to like put out this fire that I didn't even know that I started because I didn't pay attention when I made the order, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 DIY weddings can be stressful. (laughs) Yeah. It can, it can definitely just like add like a lot more extra. And you also have to be aware that like, okay, if you're going to DIY something, and like, let's say you don't have like a planner or a coordinator or something that's gonna like set it up for you. You need to like figure out who's gonna set it up and like be able to trust them, but also be okay with like you know delegating a family member or a friend that is now responsible for that versus kind of like what you're saying, like instead of just like hanging out with you and you know, I'm sure he was happy to do that for you and everything like that. But yeah, you know, it's like looking back, it's like, oh, you know, would have been nice to just all like be able to be hanging out yes. and chill and stuff. And that's the same thing for me. I'm like, man, I wish I had someone else kind of be in charge of that. So like my family didn't have to do that. Um, yeah. I appreciate that they did, but like, I wish I didn't like have yeah. to do that. If, so. if I, I don't really have any regrets for my wedding day, cause it was like a really, really magical day. But if I could go back and change anything, I would have hired a planner. Yeah. I think that way I didn't have to like ask any of my friends or family to kind of take care of stuff or even after the wedding, like put everything away. Right. Because it was like, woo, we just partied and drank all night and now everybody's got to spend the next 45 minutes cleaning up so the venue can reset. Like that was a whole other thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah, overall, like if your goal is to like be as stress-free as possible during engagement and like really just like focus more on your marriage than on your wedding day, which – I know is the goal for like most of our listeners, or I would say all of our listeners, like the goal is to focus on your marriage um, alongside your wedding day. Like I would say reconsider DIY or like consider just doing minimal DIY. Like maybe a few things that are like really special little touches that you really want to do, but like I would not take on a ton of DIY if you really want to like, cause it's yeah. going to eat up a lot of your time during your engagement. It's just, it just will. Um, or like right before the wedding day. So yeah, that's all I have. To just things. Yeah. Just things to keep in mind as you are considering DIYing stuff. 
Okay, so let's talk about the beautiful, wonderful, horrible, terrible thing that the internet is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Instagram and Pinterest is. Mm-hmm. And Victoria, you actually like titled this section, and I think you titled it very well, so I'm going to let you tell it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I titled it, To Guard Your Heart and Your Eyes When Wedding Planning to Prevent Comparison. Because it is so important to guard your heart because like it's just it, your heart is like the biggest thing and obviously like when you're planning it's like it's so easy to get caught up in all the things and all the beautiful aspects of wedding planning but you also really want to be careful and that's kind of why we said like managing finances and expectations because you really need to like manage your expectations when you're looking at like these beautiful wedding images or videos or whatever it may florals especially <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. realize how much florals are you know like just like different things like that um you know you can do any you can do a wedding on any single budget you can like very very minimal budget but you just have to be like realistic when you're like really looking at all of the things and everyone's going to share like the most luxurious, not everyone, but like a lot of people are going to share the more luxurious parts of wedding days, but you don't really know like how much that really costed, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of photos that you see on Pinterest or even on Instagram, if you're just kind of scrolling and Instagram is targeting you because they know that you just got engaged. So they're going to show you all the wedding content. A lot of those photos, whether they're gowns or most of the time, yeah, floral arrangements, those things are luxury, luxury, luxury weddings mm-hmm. or they're styled shoots, which means they're not even a real wedding. It means right. the like somebody has put together a styled shoot and the florist has done something at cost or like for a minimal payment to like make it beautiful so that they can show it on their website. So it's it's really hard to kind of comb through what's real and what's, I guess, I don't want to say staged because like, yeah, style shoots are staged, but yeah, there are some weddings that have super luxurious florals and that's okay. But it's just important to keep, to understand the expectation. Like you might see a beautiful floral arch, but that floral arch is going to cost you $10,000. Right. And so you have to like, be prepared for that. Do you have $10,000 in your budget to give to floral? Okay. Well, if uh, not, then arched, even not even just like everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So just kind of, yeah. Be very yeah. careful playing the comparison game when you're looking online. Yeah. And I know like me and Joe, we could probably spot a sad shoot photo from like a mile away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know for me, like I, I can see a photo and be like, that's not a real wedding, you know, but from a, like a bride who's you know not in the wedding industry, you may see this like beautiful gown and beautiful makeup and their hair is perfect because like they haven't been doing anything besides taking pictures all day. And yeah, right. They've not been driving around or going to mass or running around. Right, exactly. Like, or you know, like these beautiful photos that, like, they're really beautiful, but they like took a long time to like even set up that you wouldn't even normally have on a wedding day to like take for one photo or you know whatever it may be. Like, this is not to knock style shoots; they can be really helpful. But when you're looking at them from a bride perspective, like you can look at them and be like, "That is what I want my wedding day to look like," and it it may like just not be like possible or it would be possible if your budget was like a hundred thousand dollars for your wedding 
um, which is probably not the budget for most people's wedding. Right, <laughs> uh, that right, is right. a luxury wedding, of course. Um, so yeah, it's just really, really important to guard it. And like, I know people who have like, they've been on Pinterest to like get inspiration. And then once they hire like certain things, then they just get off of it. Like that's, then that's it. Like they don't like keep, keep sorry, they don't keep going back like over and over yeah. again to, you know, it's very easy when you make a decision. Sometimes you can like start second guessing it and um, like, you're like, oh, is this the right thing? Or should I do this and that? And just, yeah. It'd be like so overwhelming to try to do yeah. all the things. I even had a bride once who she was a friend of ours and I did their wedding kind of as a favor, but like not really. But anyway, um, some things had, had gone awry on her wedding day because uh-huh. it's a wedding day and things always do. And some things like with her parents and with the venue, nothing to do with like her photos or anything. But she reached out to me like a couple months after her wedding day and she was like, hey, I I just want you to know like I have to unfollow your professional account because I can't look at other weddings because I'm comparing my wedding to the weddings you're shooting now and like it's just not healthy for me. Uh, And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I honestly I wouldn't have even noticed that she unfollowed me because she still follows me on my personal account. But like, you know, that made my heart sink because her wedding day was beautiful but the comparison game is so real and it was real for her even after her wedding day. And so it's just, mm-hmm. it's really important. Like Victoria said, like we guard your hearts about, about what you see and even sometimes who you share your plans with, mm-hmm. whether it like sharing here, here's my ideas or like, here's our budget even like everybody's got their own opinions about what's important on a wedding day. So if you need to guard your, guard your plans kind of from either bridesmaids or family members, whatever. And I'm not saying be secretive about it or anything, but people have opinions and they're going to weigh in on their input one way or the other about decisions that you're making for your wedding day. So know who are you sharing it with? Know, like decide how much you want to share with them, things like that. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of beauty in keeping like certain things private, um, like in making a lot of decisions between you and your fiance. This is going back to kind of what I said before, like this is a great experience for you as a couple, like getting to go through certain things that maybe are a little stressful, um, but like also planning things and like making decisions together that, you know, you can share with other people, but you don't have to. And that's the same thing within marriage, like you don't need to share um, all the things with, you know, your friends and you, you usually know like, okay, this family member or this friend, like I got to be careful what I say around this person because they might try to like talk me out of it or talk me into something else. Um, like, you know, like what Joe was saying, like, if you have a friend and you're like, oh, I'm going to do artificial flowers and they're like, oh, don't do artificial flowers. Those are going to look terrible in your photos or whatever it may be. Like they might try to convince you otherwise, even though, artificial flowers can be so, so beautiful. Like, you know, it's just like everyone has their opinions and it's really, really important to know who and what to share with. And you don't need to share all the things. If someone asks you like, oh, how's wedding planning going? You can literally just be like, oh, it's going well, you know, or, oh, like, you know, just got this taken care of and then just leave it at that and then move on. You don't like, don't feel like you need to give everybody the latest update. Yeah. 
So the last thing that we're going to touch on in today's episode, and I know we've kind of talked around finances and we haven't really talked about breaking down the nitty gritties of how much everything costs. And kind of the reason behind that is because Victoria's in the Midwest, I'm in Central Florida, and pricing for our markets is vastly different. And it's mm-hmm. going to be vastly different across the states. It's going to be vastly different across the world. It's going to be vastly different on whether you're in a big city or you're in the suburbs or you're in the country. So even though we haven't like, yes, this is a finance episode. We haven't really talked like numbers a whole lot, but we we do want this episode to be fruitful for you and your fiance in whatever circumstance you're in uh, when it comes to how and where and, and why and what you spend your money on. Mm-hmm. But all of this being said, your wedding should not put you in debt. That is not the way you want to start your marriage. So take all of the the things that we've mentioned in today's podcasts. And if you go get that planner, like look through that too. Set yourselves up for success while you're planning for your wedding so that you can still have the day that you've always dreamed about without starting your marriage in debt. Right. And yeah, I think that that is so important because like we said before, you can look at all these things and you want this beautiful wedding day. And like, honestly, you're going to have a beautiful wedding day. Like you're going to be getting married to like the love of your life. That is, that is truly what matters the most. So no matter what, it's going to be beautiful. Even if your budget is quite small or it is quite large, it's going to be, they're going to be beautiful no matter what. If you have a bunch of people there, if you have 10 people there, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, yes. So just, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I just want to end with is just definitely guard your heart. Like it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot to plan your wedding and there's a lot of expectations you just need to like really like kind of like come to terms with that it's going to be beautiful no matter what. It might not be the $100,000 wedding but no matter what it's going to be beautiful and it's probably going to be even more beautiful than that wedding cuz a lot of those weddings are more like superficial <laughs> and like your wedding is going to be based off your faith and that's like the central part. So <laughs> um, yeah, we always said when we were planning, what's most important is you, me, God, and everything else is gravy. Mm-hmm. And going in with that mindset, what made everything so much less important, mm-hmm. like how much we were spending on this or that, or how much we were de- DIYing or we weren't like our wedding was a beautiful day because what was most important to us was him, me, God, and everything else was gravy. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of gravy and it was great gravy. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's nothing but, wrong with wanting to have a, like a truly beautiful wedding day just in general or having a large budget for your wedding day. Like, don't get me wrong. That's definitely not wrong um, to have, but just, just always come back to what's most important. And that's yes. kind of what I want to reiterate in like all of this podcast and hope that we do share within the podcast in general. It's just like your marriage is so, so important and just like keep your eyes on your marriage. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode. If you have not done so already, we would love, love, love to have you join 
the Facebook group, The Catholic Bride, where Victoria, myself, some other Catholic vendors, and a bunch of Catholic brides come together to talk all things wedding planning, marriage prep, and it's really just a place to kind of support each other, lift each other up, and and really walk with each other as we're you're all kind of journeying towards the sacrament of marriage. And if you can do us a huge favor and leave us a review wherever you're listening, I would so greatly appreciate it. I know that Joe would too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We want other brides to find us if they feel like they need the support. Yes, please share it with your friends, your family. If you've come across somebody who's newly engaged, please share this podcast with them. Um, I am certain that they will find some value somewhere. Um, we have a lot. We're, we're growing a lot of episodes here. We're growing quite an episode list. So yes. hopefully they find something fruitful. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that they will definitely. We And we have so many good topics still coming and just, yes. it's going to be great. So, um, and then definitely um, follow us on Instagram at Catholic Wedding Podcast. You can DM us on there if you have any questions um, or if you have any topic ideas as well. And then you can also um, shoot us an email at Catholic Wedding Podcast at gmail.com. Um, again, ask us any questions or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, whatever you would like, definitely check that out. And or if you want Victoria and I for your wedding day, which we would love too. Yes, we would love <laughs> you can reach to reach out there and yeah, video your wedding. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Joe, for joining me today. This was so much fun. Of course. Fun. It was. Um, it was. Yes. <laughs> All right. And until next time, have a wonderful day and God bless. See ya.